Listening to the Locked On Broncos podcast, hosted by Cody Rourke, your daily Broncos podcast. Are Broncos fans going to be allowed to attend games at full capacity in 2021? The city of Denver gave us an update yesterday on the status of that situation. Plus, Draymond Jones doesn't give a sh- about the Broncos quarterback position. And Tim Patrick reflects on his journey from undrafted wide receiver to a mainstay contributor. For the Denver Broncos, we talk about it. We break it down all in today's brand new episode, Locked On Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast here on the Locked On NFL Network, your team every day from the South Stands to the End Zone. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, Director of Video Content at Pro Football Network and Broncos Analyst for the Locked On NFL Network. You catch me here five days a week, the Locked On Broncos podcast. Follow me on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL. Follow the show. At Lockdown Broncos, like us on all social media pages. And don't forget to hit that subscribe or follow button on your favorite audio podcasting platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or the Odyssey app. Not to mention, hit that subscribe button here on the YouTube channel. Daily video Broncos content brought to you by yours truly. But ladies and gentlemen, a lot to talk about here on today's episode of the show all across Broncos country on this beautiful Thursday. The Broncos, they will have 100% capacity attendance by fans in 2021. Last week, there was a little bit of a hangup as the Indianapolis Colts and the Denver Broncos were two teams that weren't yet confirmed by their own individual cities as to whether or not they would have 100% capacity. It was announced yesterday that the Broncos will, in fact, have 76,000 screaming fans at Empower Field. At Mile High, this is a big step in the right direction of returning back to normalcy for everybody when sports, you know, when you factor in last year, really family and friends were able to attend games at Empower Field at Mile High, and it was a little bit of a different vibe. Now, 500 people in the stands is not going to really create an element where it's going to motivate the Broncos on the field. Now, the thing I do want to talk about, about the power of being at the Broncos Stadium is the fact that when it's third down and there's 76,000 roaring fans in the stadium and they are chanting defense or they're chanting in, come, plead, or they're hoping they're celebrating that the offense scores a touchdown. The stadium shakes. The cameras on the television, they, sh- they shake. The press box, it shakes. There is a different atmosphere in Broncos country, and it's really due to the passionate fans that watch this show, that listen to the show, that go to the games. And I wanted to reach out to some Broncos fans and figure out what they feel about this whole situation. Obviously, not being able to attend last year, I reached out to some season ticket holders. And Bree Bree, 0322, in a constant interaction with me on Twitter. Really appreciate Bree. She's rocking one of these Don't be a filthy casual t-shirts, by the way, link in the description below. Uh, But she said that she's very nervous, but she's ready to have that game day feeling once again. It made her realize how much that she took it for granted. That electric feeling is like no other. And she says that she missed it so much. She's also excited to see everybody for tailgates. And Broncos country can throw some really good tailgate festivities in terms of being able to just celebrate fandom. So that's something, obviously, when I attend games, I'm going to be looking forward to interacting with fans. Once again, as media interviewing fans about their tailgate series. We're going to launch a bunch of stuff there. So, Broncos country, how are you feeling that you now get to sit your tail end in the stadium, whether it's in the nosebleeds, the south stands, or in the end zone? You are locked on Broncos, folks, but you're very excited for Broncos fans to be able to be back at the stadium as well. The atmosphere, like I said, nothing beats it. And not to mention in the, the mid-afternoon games when the sunset's coming up, it gets a little bit colder. Once you start reaching at 4, 30, 4, 45 p.m. time, about two and a half hours into the game, 
the atmosphere, the sky in Denver is so beautiful when it's sunny, when it's clear. And it just makes the environment, the experience that much more meaningful, I think, for Broncos country. So Broncos country, share with me in the YouTube comment section down below or on Twitter at Cody Work NFL at Lockdown Broncos, how you feel about being able to be in the stands once again, full capacity, rocking and roaring, cheering on the team that you root for on Sundays, the Denver Broncos. But with that said, let's continue on with our discussion on today's episode of the show. Pro Football Network, they listed their most underrated players for all 32 teams across the National Football League. And the Denver Broncos selection is interesting. And that's Corlin Sutton. Now, James Forgrove's over there at Pro Football Network. He listed here, I'm going to read off what he said. He said that Jerry Judy is the best receiver on the Broncos talk needs to stop. Corlin Sutton is one of the best wide receivers in the AFC, and it seems many forgot about him due to an ACL injury last season. So let me remind you, as a rookie out of SMU in 2018, Sutton hauled in 42 catches for 704 yards and four touchdowns. Who was Denver's signal caller at that time? It was Case Keenum. He's a solid backup in his own right, but he's not a quality starter at the quarterback position. Who were Sutton's quarterbacks in 2019? He said a mix of Joe Flacco, Drew Locke, and a pinch of Brandon Allen. Despite that underwhelming group throwing him the football, Sutton corralled 72 catches for 1,100 yards and six touchdowns. And then he says here, if, and this is a big if, Drew Locke proves to be much more accurate as a quarterback, Sutton could put himself on the national map in 2021. And we know, too, coming off of an ACL surgery, that's huge for Cortland Sutton at this point in time where he's at. Now, I tell you what, the Broncos social media team, they've been capturing everything at OTAs. He's running routes. He's doing seven on seven. He looks damn good. Yes, he's got the Don Joy knee brace on. That is a security blanket. And honestly, it provides more stability to the knee, especially when you plant your foot in the ground. And so there's an added layer of protection, I think, for Cortland there. Don Joy, they they make them customized for performance when you're actually on the field. Now, we see quarterbacks wear knee braces all the time. Sometimes they wear on their non-dominant foot. That way, if they're a right-handed quarterback, they're going to have one on their left hand because usually that's the foot when they go to throw the ball that comes up and is kind of loose, and sometimes those players get hit in the knee there. But in terms of wide receiver, Cortland Sutton, it's going to be big for him coming back off of an ACL. He's got a lot to prove, and look, this is a big year for the Broncos quarterback position, regardless if it's Teddy Bridgewater, Drew Locke, or a unicorn that wears number 12. We'll obviously break down all the details this upcoming season in training camp. we got the preseason, and we have coverage of the regular season, hopefully the playoffs too for Broncos country. But Lockdown Broncos has you covered all year long here on the Lockdown NFL Network. But Broncos country, coming up here in just a moment, we're going to hear from Draymond Jones and Tim Patrick. Now, first off, Draymond Jones, like I said, he don't give a damn about who's good the quarterback will be for the Broncos this upcoming season. He's not focused on that. He's focused on his job on the defensive side of the ball. But before we get into that conversation, before we hear from them, i got to tell you about the two sponsors of today's episode of the show. That's our good friends over there, Credit Karma Money and RockAuto.com. Now, with Credit Karma Money, Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions, and now they want to help you even more with a Credit Karma Money spend account. You can be rewarded for good money habits. Who doesn't want instant gratification? If you're looking for satisfaction, there's no need to wait. With Credit Karma Money, you could win cash reimbursements for debit card purchases. And Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements just for making purchases. And when you use your Credit Karma Money debit card, you can win daily instant karma purchase reimbursements on items up to $5,000. That's a lot of money. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your instant karma cash will be added back to your spend account 
Credit Karma Money has already given away over $3 million in instant karma to over 50,000 Credit Karma members and counting. Open your FDIC insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. Credit Karma Money, progress starts here. Right now, visit creditkarmamoney.com slash winmoney to open your free account and start winning instant karma today. Once again, go to creditkarma.com slash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning instant karma. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. And our good friends over there at rockauto.com, a family-owned business that's been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. You can go to rockauto.com right now to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers, and they have everything from engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, you get everything that you need delivered directly to your doorstep in just a few easy clicks. And the rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle based on year, make, model, brands, specifications, and even the prices that you prefer. That's why I rock with rockauto.com. Not to mention prices at rockauto.com are the same for everybody and are always reliably low. Whether you're a professional or a do-it-yourselfer, you get everything you need, rockauto.com. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts elsewhere when you can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write Lockdown Broncos in there. How did you hear about his box? So that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And y'all act like y'all forgot about Dre. Draymond Jones met with the media yesterday after practice. He got a lift in, but really just some insight for Draymond Jones, who I've pegged and I've talked about here on the podcast in depth about me believing he's going to be the next big impact player for the Broncos defense here in 2021. He's got a really good chance to really solidify himself. Now, last season, six and a half sacks on the year in limited action. I mean, that was just in a rotational role. Just imagine if he gets a full-on slate to be able to be the impact player that he was as a rotational guy. You can maybe project a little bit. It's probably going to amplify a little bit. So if he's able to get six and a half sacks in that rotation role, what might he be able to get in 2021, especially with a healthy Von Miller and Bradley Chubb? So we heard from Draymond Jones yesterday who met with the media and really the talk of the offseason so far when you look at the Broncos or defensive additions this offseason, bringing back Von Miller, Shelby Harris, Justin Simmons, Kareem Jackson, adding Patrick Sertan, Ronald Darby, Kyle Fuller. There is a lot of optimism amongst talking circles and also in the media, and myself included, that the Broncos on paper, they actually may have one of the best defenses in the NFL. Now, can they live up to that expectation? Optimism is huge, given what's on paper. The only thing I can go by right now is on paper. I haven't really got a chance to actually be a part of the defense that much and doing 11 on 11 stuff. We'll be doing on, on defense a lot of just seven on and the D lines during the individual drills. I can't really see everything. Well, and that's obviously something to be very understood at this point. In seven on seven, the defensive line, you know what they're doing? They're working with Coach Kalar away from everybody else. So now, next week, when the Broncos they get back on the practice field, this mandatory minicamp creeps up. The final part of OTAs, they will start adding in some 11 on 11 work. So for Draymond Jones, he'll be able to see a little bit more up close and personal how that defense is really looking. You know, guys like Von Miller, uh, the defensive line, the linebackers, defensive backs, he's going to have a more of an intricate nature to be able to see, okay, this guy's lining up over here. This guy's lining up here. We're doing this defensively, even though there's no contact. There's not going to be any contact for uh, OTAs, especially in the 11-on-11 stuff. You don't want to do that against your own guys. But leading up to training camp, it's going to get more physical. 
And so we're going to see if Draymond Jones will be that guy because he's been waiting for this opportunity. Last year for him, it was expected he was going to be the starter. But then the Broncos, they traded for Jarrell Casey. They got tremendous value by getting rid of a seventh-round pick to get Jarrell Casey. Unfortunately for Casey, it didn't work. And then in week two, Draymond Jones got hurt. He had a knee injury against the Pittsburgh Steelers. He missed some weeks. He came back against Kansas City, against Patrick Mahomes. He got a sack, and he pressured him consistently. So Draymond's going to be a big part of that. Now, reflecting on his six-and-a-half sack season last year, What's his mindset coming into this year and kind of what's in his control? Nothing really changed. It's more about getting into rhythm. Football and basketball going hand-to-hand when you got to get in rhythm and get a feel for the game. And the more I was able to play towards the end, the more I felt comfortable being out there out there and just trying different passwords moves and being okay with it. And earlier I was talking about the dynamic that fans provide when they're in the stands defensively. If you've ever played the sport, now I've never played at the National Football League level, but I've played in, in front of crowds of thousands of people. And still, the atmosphere is electric when it's third down and people are chanting defense and the stands, you can hear them, you can hear the footsteps. That's huge. Now, for the Broncos, we talked about at the opening of the show, they will have fans back in the stadium this upcoming season in Powerfield at Mile High at 100% capacity. That is including the preseason. That's including the regular season. Ten total home games for the Broncos, and each game is essentially already sold out as the Broncos continue their sellout streak coming into 2021, not to mention the rise in the salary cap anticipated for next year. Denver right now sitting at $28.9 million of cap space. That added bonus there of having that revenue from fans being in the stands. Denver might be sitting pretty this upcoming offseason. But for Draymond Jones, what is what are his thoughts on having fans back in the stadium this upcoming season? Yeah, we need that. That, that fan aspect is huge. I mean, last year was really weird. And when we got just a piece of that, we had like a small capacity in the first like couple of games. I can't remember. And when we, when we lost that, I, I think that like brought my morale down a little bit because I mean, you don't hear the fans screaming. Like what they do for us is very important. We all can say, they all can agree with me and say, like, we appreciate what the Broncos country does for us. And fans are such an important aspect to the game, regardless. Last year, we had pumped in artificial fake crowd noise. That didn't really do anything. But Kansas City, they were able to have a lot of fans in the stands. It gave them an added bonus. Now, the Broncos, they missed that one thing about being at Empower Field at Mile High. We talk about the altitude. We talk about how loud it is, how much the stadium shakes. But more importantly, just the vibe. I mean, for having fans in the stadium, it is empowering to the players. Ironically enough, Empower Field at Mile High. But being able to feed off of that energy, it's contagious. It's what we call in Denver, Mile High Magic. So for Draymond Jones, for many Broncos players, and we're going to hear from Tim Patrick as well, who's excited about fans being back in the stands. But Draymond Jones, one of the things he was asked to, it's going to be the topic of our conversation here today as we reflect on his media session yesterday. He was asked about the ongoing quarterback competition between Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater, something that will be determined throughout the preseason for the Denver Broncos before a starter is named in week one. What are Draymond Jones' thoughts on the Broncos starting quarterback or the ongoing quarterback competition at Broncos camp and OTAs? I mean, I don't, I don't give a shit. Like, whoever's the quarterback is the quarterback. I hope. I wish the best for Teddy. I wish the best for Drew. I don't know what they're doing. I can't see anything. I haven't been over there. So it is what it is on that part. And he is right. He hasn't been able to see that. I mean, as we mentioned, seven on seven, he's not working. He's not being able to see that. So he's probably seeing the social media highlights that we all get to see. But the thing for Draymond Jones, and this is an interesting perspective because we've heard from various other Broncos players, and, and they've been asked consistently about what are your thoughts on Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater and quarterback competition? There's people trying to decipher if there's any favoritism by players towards one certain quarterback or the other. This was the real first in-depth kind of answer that we got from Draymond Jones in terms of what he really thinks. And, and so for a defensive player, you don't spend too much time focusing on what the offense is doing. I mean, obviously, if you're on the field, you want the offense to do its job and, and you want to be able to 
capitalize off of rewarding them. Like for the Broncos last year, they would get sacks, they'd force punts, they'd get some turnovers in key situations, and then the offense couldn't reward them. So they do take interest in that. But for the quarterback competition, most players, they don't care. They want the best player to win because whoever wins is going to be the best player for the Broncos organization at the end of the day. So some insight from Draymond Jones, who we all expect to have a big season for the Denver Broncos in 2021. Now my question to you, Broncos country here on the YouTube channel, video podcast, and also on the audio podcast platform, respond to me at Cody Work NFL. We're in the comments section down below. But the question I have for you is, how big of an impact do you think Draymond Jones will have this upcoming season? I mean, we, we talked about Shelby Harris being maybe one of the breakout players of the year. I know Broncos fans listed Draymond Jones in one of our recent episodes of the show, but Draymond is in a great position. I mean, he's 280 pounds of lean muscle and physical strength, and not to mention he's deceptively quick for his size. So for him this upcoming season, if he can stay healthy, he's going to be in a prime position to really impact the Broncos' defense and the success that they may have at, uh, overall as an entire unit. He's going to be the one of those key players, in my firm opinion. But Broncos country coming up here in just a moment. We're going to hear from Broncos wide receiver Tim Patrick, his journey from undrafted wide receiver to now being a stable part of the Denver Broncos. He received a second-round tender, so you know he views himself now as a second-round pick. But there's still some motivation behind Tim Patrick's journey. He wants a long-term contract, and he wants to be able to prove it but he's got to take care of business and he understands the importance of that. But before we get to that, I got to tell you about the other sponsor of today's episode of the show. That's a good friends over there. BetOnline.ag and BetOnline is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC and MMA action as NHL playoffs are ongoing. And then you have the NBA playoffs ongoing right now. Everything is crazy right now in the world of sports and basketball and hockey. So before the next pitch or tip-off, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or your mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. You don't have to sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs in the playoffs and deeper towards championship aspirations. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code locked on bet online your online sportsbook experts and as we get to the fourth quarter action of today's episode lockdown broncos just a reminder if you're a colorado sports fan you listen to lockdown broncos every day you should be listening to lockdown avalanche hosted by chris maselli and lockdown nuggets hosted by adam Adams and matt moore as both teams are in the playoffs right now looking to advance i know the nuggets they take on the Blazers tonight in Portland. How sweet would it be to see Dame go home in Portland and then Jamal Marie can wave bye-bye to Zach Collins, not to mention the Colorado Avalanche continuing to dice it up on the ice against the Las Vegas Knights. Check out the Locked On Avs and the Locked On Nuggets podcast in addition to your daily listening experience of Lockdown Broncos. But we heard from Broncos wide receiver Tim Patrick yesterday at the UCL Training Center. And for Tim Patrick, it was a sight I think that many Broncos fans were happy for seeing him return this year. Now, he did get the second-round tender for the Denver Broncos. Ultimately, for though, for Tim Patrick, he, he came into the NFL as an undrafted rookie free agent. He got cut by several teams. The Broncos had a chance to see him up close and personal against you know when he was in San Francisco. And so they picked him up, and he became a really big stable mate. When the Broncos actually traveled to Santa Clara, to have training camp practices with the 49ers and Tim Patrick was having a, you know, a day he was mossing dudes at practice. And so he became one of those players that was going to work his way into the rotation. And one thing he mentioned to, he bought into the culture of what Zach Asani wide receiver coach for the Broncos wanted from him in terms of being a technician from a blocking standpoint. When you look at Tim Patrick and his effort as a blocker, you'll see why the Broncos reward him with throws and not to mention he had zero drops in 2020. So for Tim Patrick, obviously a lot is at stake this season. There is a chance that he can get extended long-term potentially if he plays to the standard that he did last year. 
now for him, there's some motivation that we're going to get to in a little bit. But with Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Noah Fant, Albert Oak, Weybunam, KJ Hamler, all these wide receivers, it was asked the other day whether or not touches will be taken away from any key player. But Tim Patrick had a pretty resounding answer for that as it pertains to the opportunities that will be presented to every player that catches passes from the quarterbacks. Not really take away catching because the, the defense has to play us honest. Um, we have, we're going to have four guys on the field that can make a big play at any moment. So there's not one guy you could just shut down because all of us are capable of taking over. So uh, I think it's going to help a lot of us. And if we're on the field longer, that means there's going to be more passes and more targets for uh, everybody, so you can't compare what last year was because it's going to be a completely different team. How can opposing defenses play the Broncos honestly, though? With Corlin Sutton, often at times when we've seen him on film, he's often bracket covered. He's got a cornerback that's playing up, either cover two, outside leverage, or inside leverage with a safety help over the top, but really depending on where you put Tim Patrick, if you line him up next to Corlin Sutton inside the slot, which he can play inside, he's done that and he did it very well for the Broncos. You have these different dynamics, especially with Jerry Judy on the outside where he can create separation with his route-running ability, not to mention Noah Fant. The Broncos, they just have all these weapons and personnel. If they can stay healthy, it's going to be really hard for defense corners to say, hey, we're going to stop them by doing this. You can't really focus on one key guy because another guy can hurt you. And the Broncos have that luxury this year, so that's obviously a nice addition there. But for Tim Patrick, he's excited that Broncos fans will be back in the stadium this upcoming year. What's it like for him, and how did he deal with it last year with no fans in the stand and the fake crowd noise? I think energy, um, uh, they're, they're, they will keep us going because, like, uh, earlier in the season, last year we were going to have no fans, or I was, like, 500. Um, you're hyped up for the game, but it gets to a point where the game kind of dies down. And there were sometimes I was yawning on the sideline, like, it got to a point where I started to have to take pre-workout before games. So uh, having the fans in there, I don't think I don't think I'm gonna need pre-workout anymore. And as I said, energy is contagious at Empower Field a mile high from Broncos fans, the the echo of the crowd. I mean, I tell you what, it's just groundbreaking. If you've been to a Broncos game, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But just imagine if you were a player in front of 76,000 fans and that energy, the roar of the crowd. I mean, it just it provides you with so much adrenaline. It's something that can't quite be explained. And only few people get to experience what that's like in their lifetime. So Tim Patrick living the dream there. But, uh, you know, we had a lot of talk about Jerry Judy, who met with the media yesterday. And one of the conversations about Jerry Jerry Judy, too, over the week. Vic Fangio's noted that he sees a more mature Jerry Judy. Jerry even touched on it in yesterday's episode, Lockdown Broncos, here where we broke it down, what he had said. But for Tim Patrick, a guy who worked with him exclusively last year, being next to him all season long as Cortland Sutton was out with an ACL, what were his thoughts on Jerry Judy's maturation or maybe how he's learning from his rookie season to go into his second year as a National Football League wide receiver for the Denver Broncos? He handled them good, like, Obviously, he could have handled it better at some at some points, but he's a rookie, man, and he he put he puts a lot on his shoulders. He he wants to be great, really bad. So um, stuff happens, but uh, going into year two, like I've said it already, Jerry Judy is like really good, like really really good. So I think it's for him. It's just it's just all mental at this point. Like he knows he could get open against anybody in this league, and now it's just at the point that he just has to put it on film and remind him who he is, and that's it. And I like that message, too. Whatever defender is covering you, you remind him who you are. I mean, that's a that's a nice mentality. It's a dog mentality. Yeah, but, yeah, you know, what Tim Patrick was touching on, too, there were some questions into Jerry Judy last year by fans and media members in terms of maybe some tweets that Jerry Judy had sent out after the Broncos lost in terms of at least I got my conditioning. He's a young guy, highly emotional, who came from a program where he never lost a game, really, 
and then you go to Denver, your rookie season, things just aren't going the way that you would hope for to start your NFL career. But Jerry Judy still found a way to rise above that. He rebounded from that that drop game in week 16, and then he had a big game week 17. So now the sky's the limit for Jerry Judy in 2021. And obviously he's very excited to have Tim Patrick alongside him. Those guys are competing and making each other better in that wide receiver room. But one thing to close out today's episode of the show, we hear from Tim Patrick on just the subject matter for him. His journey as an undrafted rookie for agent in the NFL, he got a second-round tender. He said he was pissed he didn't get a first-round tender, but he really wants to put himself in a position where he can get a long-term contract. That's one of the goals for him, and not to mention also achieving the Super Bowl is something that Tim Patrick wants to do in his life to really define that he's made it in the National Football League. I not to. It's, it's hard not to, obviously, but I try not to because um, that's, that's every, every kid's dream. Every guy's dream is getting that long-term contract. But at the end of the day, I gotta, I gotta keep myself motivated in some way. So like now I'm at the point where I'm pissed off that I didn't get a first round tender and I'm pissed off that I didn't get the extension. So now I got I gotta go back to the drawing board and work to get that. So that's that's my mindset right now. I, don't, I try not to think about the long-term stuff. And his route running has improved dramatically. I mean, zero drops last season on 79 total targets and catches. I mean, Tim Patrick had a very impressive year for the Broncos, despite the fact that there were four different quarterbacks that threw passes last season, dealing with Drew Locke's injury from week two all the way up to the New England Patriots game. Tim Patrick was the one reliable guy that I knew the Broncos could go to. Now, there was some momentum that Tim Patrick was building in that Week 17 regular season finale against the Raiders. Unfortunately, he had a little bit of a foot sprain in that first quarter. He got tackled awkwardly, and so he got to miss a little bit of that game. The remainder of the game, we got to see a little bit of Tyree Cleveland, but tell you what folks Tim Patrick he's a man on a mission he's one of the most dedicated guys in that wide receiver room and and even in the locker room I mean he's such a hard-working guy attention to detail he doesn't take breaks he doesn't take shortcuts he stays after and he asks questions too and he's always looking for ways to get better so Tim Patrick is going to be a big key to what the Broncos want to do offensively in 2021 very excited to see what he can do and continue to grow even further with his size and his ability as a playmaker opposite of Cortland Sutton, who makes his return. But Broncos country, that will do it for today's episode. Lockdown Broncos, thank you so much for tuning in on your favorite podcast provider, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or the Odyssey app. And not to mention, here on the YouTube channel, every single day you get video content of the Lockdown Broncos podcast. And on the weekends, you get some special clips thrown in there as well. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. We're getting close to 4,000 subscribers. We're going to do a Patrick Sertan jersey giveaway courtesy of myself once we hit that milestone. And once we hit 5K, we're going to do some other giveaways as well. But Broncos country couldn't do this without you. Thank you so much for your support every single day, all year long, covering the team that you root for on Sundays. I'm Cody Roark, host of Lockdown Broncos. We'll see you tomorrow for a brand new episode of the show.